He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown! Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! A 32-yard grab over the shoulder snag. I know you're frightened. You're terribly frightened by what you've seen. But I'm not going to lie to you. Your friends are not prepared for this fight. Hawkins will fall. My friends need me. You're not ready. He's not going to stop. Not until he's taken everyone. This terrible feeling. It might not work out for us this time. It is over. Now I just want you to watch. up everybody how's everybody doing yo hey i want to say i'm so happy to be back it's been a long two weeks without us having a pod yeah that's facts man i i mean i even thought about doing one last week just to do one but i swear I've, i was i was thinking about it too and then i fell asleep and i was like oh never mind <laughs> oh, cool, man. this is the first time in a, a long time we've had the whole crew together again Literally the first time we got a new background that we we worked on this past week. It's good seeing Zach's in a toxic mood tonight. You know he's ready to just start doing hot takes all over the place. So be prepared like for it. some controlled chaos. We got Curtis Painter, special guest, down there in the bottom right. <laughs> <laughs> I was yep. like, I was like, wait, what? Did he really get Curtis Painter on? He snuck in on us. Snuck in. Hey, he could have been our QB this year. It wouldn't have made a difference. Oh, that's facts. I was hoping Dan Orlovsky would be. I was missing the, the safeties. I wanted to see a few more safeties. We didn't have enough this year. I don't know, man. Dan Orlovsky might still run out of bounds. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I want that pick. Oh, oh, man. <clears throat> oh, man. So it's been two weeks. We haven't been on the show in a while. Uh, I'm pretty sure two games have been played since then. I missed last week. Uh <laughs> I didn't watch that game, which I didn't miss anything. Nope. So, uh, I know DeMarco watched it. So, if DeMarco wants to go ahead and just do a little quick rundown uh, about how bad we lost. 
Uh, so yeah, again, we go uh with with some people with the, some of the current concerns about defense and whatnot. I'll give you guys a a a, a real quick description of how this uh, game went and how our entire season has went and where people put the blame. So let's just put it this way. So we come out from halftime. Um, we're obviously down at that point. The Colts defense force the Colts defense forces a turnover, force fumble, Bobby Okereke, uh, and then we recover it. The Colts offense goes three plays, one yard, attempt a 48-yard field goal, and we miss. I mean, this is just the microcosm of our our season um, and, and how it's went and how that game has went. And basically our defense at that point just is – I mean, a lot of people like to keep shooting stuff at them. But honestly, I, I know you want your defense to still kind of keep trying to hold offense down. But I, I, at that point, week 17 – yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming anybody on that defense, dude. If that's what you got to watch your offense, do. It's hard. So, yeah, that was a. I mean, I, I'll leave it at that as far as the game went, unless people really want to hear about the entire game. But um, I'll just say that's that you can pretty much guess how the game went if that's what your offense is doing. If you've paid any attention this year, yeah, it was no surprise to see how it went. And uh, honestly, after like 17 weeks straight, or however long it's been now of watching the offense just fail miserably and look like not even a high school team, you get it. Like, you get when the defense falters, too, because it's like, why the hell would you go 100% when there's nothing happening on the other end? Like, you're you're just going to lose again. Like, it's got to be depressing in that locker room right now. Oh, man. <clears throat> I think oh, – go ahead. Well, I think whenever you're, you're this far into a season, it's going this bad, you do a lot of time to, like, reflect and look back. And if we go back to this time of the year last year – I know we were losing games too. Uh, we kind of had a bad streak there to end the year. But how do you get this bad in a year with that minimum of turnover as a roster? How do you get that bad? How is it that bad? Yeah, you're basically saying how. Go ahead, Zach. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, go ahead. Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> He's in the mood. Um, I, can, I, can, I can tell you three things. Three things. One, believe it or not, we traded away a quarterback who was more than capable. And Carson Wentz, yep. his mobility yep. and his ability to stretch the field vertically kept teams from putting 10 in the box. Mm-hmm. Two, two, um, we lost or Frank Wright's play calling, his excusable play calling. And we were so run heavy on it last year that truly this year, I thought it could, he would be more, it was more of the same. And when, you know, things hit the fan, he didn't know how to adjust. And three, I truly believe it was a full, full circle kind of moment. The Colts got in their head and believed, oh, well, we can plug and play anyone in the quarterback position and be decent. And I truly, I'm convinced that Matt Ryan don't fit a damn thing the Colts want to do. Nope. Nothing. Nope. And, we and he's, old, he, yep. he's old as hell, and it shows it. I mean, and he I don't can't feel bad run. He don't have an arm. Yeah, and it's not his fault. He's put we put him in a piss poor situation. I mean, we've talked about it in the in the group chat just on the side on how uh, Matt Ryan hasn't fit anything this offense is built to do when it comes to moving and sliding the pocket. That's what the that's how this O line looks good. The only person who made this O line look good without sliding the pocket was Philip Rivers, and the only reason yeah. he did that was because he's his pre snap reads were on point. And he was able to get the ball out quick. I think he understood himself a little bit better as a quarterback yes. though, as well as far as uh, as Carson Wentz and, and Matt Ryan have been. I felt like Phillip Rivers knew 
what he did best well as far as actually playing because um, Zach said that uh, that he didn't blame Matt Ryan. I kind of do because of the fact that you can't be a quarterback and account for 20-plus turnovers by yourself. Yeah. True. And, True. And I'll, I'll give you that. that. I so, can't argue that. So, so that, that's, that's the part where I say that's not on us because when you bring True. a 15-year veteran in, you're not expecting him to fumble the ball 11-plus times. And and so much of it by like mid season too. Like those first nine or ten weeks, he had like nine or ten fumbles. It was insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, real quick, uh, Chad is saying uh, a couple things here. He said Jim gave Jeff a not me after one win. Uh, Jeff, what are you doing? You're here to be a scapegoat for a better draft pick. I see. What I mean, saying. honestly, I, I don't. I don't, I don't know if that was necessarily a thing. I, I legitimately thought Ursay thought he might be able to come pick this team up. And then uh, Chad said one more thing. He said he, they thought Matt Ryan was going to come replicate River season. And and honestly, they thought everybody was going to come replicate uh, River season. But we've discussed this multiple times. Yeah. Eventually, um, defenses and teams will catch up with you, especially if you don't continue to support your offensive line, which we were doing up until 2022 um, when we just we let offensive linemen walk to get other pieces that yep. you can't be in the field. You can't be one chip away for five seasons straight. You can't just say, we just need one thing. We just need one thing. Hell, we're still sitting here saying, oh, we just need one thing. I know we were talking yeah. about the chat earlier. We don't just need quarterback fans. We don't. We will We will know more next season after we get a quarterback, but we can't just keep saying, oh, we're one thing away. Just one quarterback. Things deteriorate over time. People get older. People get pissed. We're mediocre. They want to leave. So, yeah, I thought uh, I thought Matt was going to replicate Rivers as well, but it's it's interesting. It's interesting too that we like put these guys like Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz in this bubble where they need to replicate Rivers, but at the same time, there was a lot of speculation that Rivers was forced out of the door by Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay because they were so eager to go after younger guy and Carson Wentz. But I mean, there, there's been that speculation for years. I don't know if there's ever been a straight answer on it, but a lot of people have, have said uh, that he wanted to come. There, back there actually years. was a real answer to that, and it wasn't just speculation. I guess Philip Rivers ended up wanting to come back. Yeah, and uh, the and we kind of like pushed him out. The word was Frank Wright wanted Carson Wentz more to try and maybe get some future security rather than patch it again with Philip Rivers and and that's well, why and that's another reason why I don't blame my bad Matt. Um, you good. go ahead. Uh, the, that's one of the reasons why I also don't blame Chris Ballard because if you look around the league, a lot of GMs never give the coach their quarterback that they want. Sure. And Ballard, his fault was keep. He kept right. trying to give Frank Wright the quarterback that he wanted. Had so uh, much right. trust in Frank, and, and it's kind of like he, he hitched his, his uh, wagon to that one horse, and then it failed him. So now, now that's why we speculate over Ballard and his security because. So then let me ask. Let me ask you Frank. this question: Then, do you think because of that, we keep going into arguably the most critical offseason we've had since Ballard's been here, the 2017 offseason? Do you keep Ballard as your GM and you say, "All right, go get your quarterback. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go let get Matt. your go get your head coach." Yeah, let let Matt go with this one because he already uh, he had answered this before. And I think say I'll say thing. I'll say I'll say this. I'll say this. First, the first thing I'm going to say is everyone's question: If Ballard's coming back, Ballard's coming back. There's no question about Ballard coming back. Jim has made that at a point. He had already. That's the only answer he's given a clear, straight answer. Hold on, a clear, straight answer in multiple interviews. He didn't even hesitate. 
They asked him in, in multiple interviews, who's your QB, who's your head coach, who's your GM? And the only thing he was sure about was who the GM was going to be. And Absolutely. this is and this is my my pers- my 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 personal view on as to why. Chris Ballard's first year as GM when he when he went into his first offseason to get his first head coach, he didn't get his first choice. Right. He hasn't had his first choice in anything. So he didn't get his first choice in head coach. He got stuck with Frank Wright because his first choice backed out, which thank God for us because Josh McDaniels is trash. I will say I will say uh, that first choice he messed up on because he chose Josh McDaniels over Mike Vrabel. Over Mike Vrabel, yeah, right. That, so, I, mean, I, mean, just, I mean, that's just a judgment call. It's, it's but hindsight 2020. It's just still yeah. the point, right. Yeah, but, yeah. but then his QB retired, right? And I don't like using that as an excuse, right? I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had Jacoby Brissett play that one year where he actually played pretty decent, and then he got hurt. I mean, and just five so and, cool fans five, know, this is where me and Matt said, take a damn QB. Yeah, this is this, <laughs> when when Jacoby got hurt because I was actually up for Jacoby that year. I was good with it. Same. I got his jersey and everything. I was I was on the Jacoby train that year, just because I believed after seeing what Frank Reich did with Andrew Luck in 2018, that in 2019 I truly thought that Frank was going to make Jacoby a decent quarterback, which he did until he got hurt. The system was working. Then he got hurt, and at that point, when we started losing, I was like, okay, we need a quarterback. This is, We need to go draft a quarterback. We got Phillip Rivers. I, we all were debatable on that, on what, what we – we didn't know what to think, what to expect with Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers makes ha, takes us to the playoffs. And then we go with Carson after Phillip Rivers. I Frank's was hyped I was hype about Carson Wentz. I was excited. Carson Wentz I was, was the only hype. quarterback since Andrew Luck that I've been hyped about. Yes, I was hype about Carson Wentz. And at the end of the year, when we when we traded him, me and DeMarco talked in a different group chat, and we talked about how we thought it was crazy that we just traded him. We didn't that's agree where our, with that's it. Where, that's where our accountability issues from top down started. Yes. yes. And when we brought Matt Ryan in, I knew it wasn't a Ballard move. I knew it wasn't a Ballard move. It took me about eight hours to get comfortable with the Matt Ryan move. Mm -hmm. Like, I was pissed. I was livid when we picked up Matt Ryan. And it took me like eight hours to be like, okay, maybe this might work. I tried to to find stats to make me feel comfortable with (laughs) it. Same. Yeah. You you try to paint that positive narrative. I I I don't know if you guys uh, remember at the time, there was also a lot of talk around Baker Mayfield. And obviously he has not had I didn't a great like Baker. I was I all on that trade. I, I mean I, I was probably I was probably wrong. He probably would have sucked here too. But like in that was my guy. 2020, I would have preferred to have Baker or like someone that just doesn't have legs that are this big all around that can't move. You know what I mean? As you know opposed who, to what we've dealt with. You know who I wanted going into this season? Carson Wentz. That's who I wanted That's to continue yeah. with was Carson Wentz. I didn't want to get rid of Carson. Why? Because we were we were one game out of the playoffs right. where the whole team shit the bed. See, my the my issue with us not keeping Carson, my issue with us not keeping Carson was is Jim Ursay put all the blame on Carson. And if you look at those last two games of the season, yes, Carson did not play well. But what do you do with a young quarterback? You hold him accountable. You right. let him know we need you to play better, and we need you to get on your teammates that you feel aren't playing better. You and the, that's that's leadership right there. And then the second part was is our defense played like garbage. Kenny yes. Moore was getting cooked, absolutely cooked for the last two weeks. Zay Jones and 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 um 
Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro were absolutely having a field day. I felt like it was me playing football with my kids in the backyard the way watching him play against those guys. And and we we had no accountability for them. And then against Jacksonville, Carson Wentz was sacked six or seven times. Like it, there was no accountability. And Jim Mercer instantly get rid of the quarterback. Yep. Go get somebody yep. else and just put all the blame but, on but, him. And I but, felt that was our biggest mistake there to put all the blame on one person. Right. But to answer the question, uh, the reason Ballard needs to stay is because it's not that he hasn't built a good roster. It's not that he hasn't brought in all pros and pro bowl players. I mean, I think pretty sure we led the league last year in pro bowl players with Carson. Yeah. Wentz. yeah so, and, 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 and Carson, uh, Carson was also a pro bowl alternate. Yeah. Hold, so my thing is, is Ballard put together a good roster, but he didn't have the coach to put that team together correctly. Get the most out of it. If that makes sense. I mean, you can, you can have all the team all you want, but Frank never knew how to use everyone the yeah. right way. And that was one other thing you said, Matt, um, about that question about GM. Matt has said that um, Ursay wanted to pick this next QB. He wanted to pick the next QB, and then he would back off and let Ballard do his job. And so when you think about the job that Ballard has done, everything we've needed, Ballard has brought. What was it? Yep. 2018. No, our offensive line. line was trash. He gets he fixes the offensive line. 2019. Our defense was trash. He goes and try and get some pass rushers. He gets some playmakers out there. He gets us Buckner. 2020. Uh, what was it? Um, our receiving core started to get a little bit weaker. Michael we Pittman, Jonathan Taylor. Exactly. We need some more playmakers. Then 2022 comes. We need another receiver. He gets us Pittman. Uh, or not Pittman. Pierce. Uh, yeah, he gets Pierce. us Lonnie Woods. He gets us some more weapons. So and then he got us. Then he got us in Gawkway. And exactly. then he got us Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. So, so Ballard has literally taken every step we need. He even – it was one thing I didn't really like that he said it to the media, but it was true. He said, look, you guys say that I need to go get offensive line. I get offensive line. You guys are upset that I don't get a quarterback. I, I You guys say I need receivers. I go get receivers. You guys are upset that I don't go get something else. And so I don't really want him answering like that to the media because it seems like right. he's just no. doing what they say he should yeah. do. But he's literally getting us what our needs are outside of – a quarterback position, which I, me personally, I'm not trying to be apologist for him because he does have some blame, but he kept choosing to um, not go with his gut to just get a young quarterback. Yeah. I want to answer Chad's question. Oh, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Go yes. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, but when, when he does this, when he goes and gets guys, these are very conservative oh. picks for him. No, no. I mean, I know I talked about this earlier too. There's times that we could have traded up. We could have got a guy like Justin Jefferson, right, compared to Alec Pierce or Michael Pittman. We could have went and got an edge rusher. Uh, we could have a better edge rusher. Y'all know where I'm going with this. That's you could have got Herbert if you wanted. Have. Okay, let me fight back on one of those. You said we could have got Justin Jefferson, but the Eagles also could have got Justin Jefferson. They chose Jalen Rager. That's so you can't, fault, you can't fault them for every pick. Hindsight is close. Were the Colts though at the same time? Like, yeah, we're the, and that's, that that's, that's, that's my issue. Shit. <laughs> but it's always it's, it's always the safe it's always the safe bets and safe picks. And it's like you just want to see more of the archetype of a superstar or the archetype of this guy's a boomer bust. You know what I mean? Versus a safe I mean, pick. That's my complaint. I would say that does come to coaching too, though. I mean, we he gets a, like he got a quitty pay. And Quiddy Pay was really a, a boomer bust type player at the time. He, he didn't necessarily have the numbers in college, but he had the potential. Uh, he, had, uh, he, had, he, had a, he had a he had a lot of pressures. Julian yeah, Blackman. yeah. 
Julian Blackman was another boom or bust. Dude was coming right, off right. of an ACL so, injury. So I think he's taking some gambles, and, and it, it does come down to coaching too, I think, which is where we've we've kind of faltered. But I think Ballard has made – I'm glad we're talking about this because I feel like Ballard's gotten a lot of unnecessary hate over this shit. Oh, yeah. I can't stand I, him. I do I feel like he's gotten a lot of good players for us, and it's just like being ignored now because we've sucked at quarterback. So I don't necessarily like Ballard, but the way I see it is it could be worse. That's the way I see it when it comes to – Exactly. Like, who's better? Who's going to yeah, be better filling that role? I can't. I can't pinpoint anybody right now that I would go for. Keep saying Morocco Brown and um, Morocco Brown. Our, yeah, uh, Morocco Brown and our our other uh, executive Ed Ed Dobbs. Well, yeah, Dobbs. Yeah, Dobbs. Um, before we get to that question that you want to ask real quick, Matt, uh, Chad had said uh, we don't just need a, a young Q, uh, just a QB but a young QB to build the offense around. And this is pretty much where all of us have been here, all five of us on the screen. That's pretty much just what we're what we're saying. Get, yeah. get a young QB. Uh, be- and, and, um, yeah. Before I answer that question too, Chad, appreciate that comment right there. He says we had eight viewers uh, jump in, ask questions you and your friends talk about at home. Go ahead and ask these questions, man, because the way this season is going, we don't have a lot to talk about yeah. when it comes to being <laughs> excited on the field. So I will for sure bring up some topics to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we, we can talk. We can easily find some topics. I would but, love to talk about some different. But so I do, I do want to answer this question. Uh, Chad yes. says, question to all five of you: What would be your first move this off season? And I'd like to start with this one because mine's going to be a little bit of a hot take. Uh, and this is this isn't going to talk about coaching staff, so we'll keep coaching staff aside. This okay. is going to be player moves. Wait, why? Because that's the first thing that we need to do. Uh, because that's clearly obvious. That's okay. clearly obvious. Okay. We all know that. That the, we know that hiring a coach is going to be one of the biggest things that happens. I mean, we don't have one. So okay. So so second most important. So so yes, the one aside move I think from, yeah. the one move I think this offseason that needs to happen is we need to trade one of our top players and get a second first round pick. That is a hot take. That is a hot take because I know who you're. Yes, you're you know exactly who I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not there. Me too. I'm not, I'm uh, not don't there. say it. Don't say it because I, yeah. I think I know where this is going. Dude, if you trade uh, Shaq, some, people will burn there. down Indianapolis. That's fine. That's fine. And 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 let me let me let me just say why, right? Because we have two capable, three capable linebackers right now on the roster that have shown they can do it without Shaq on the field. We will benefit more by getting rid of Shaq, in my opinion. I mean, he could go off and still be the star that he is. He Chad just got back surgery, though. No, I'm not talking about JT. We ain't trading JT. No, no, said, no, okay, no. wait, yeah, because <laughs> I definitely thought you were going with JT here, and I was like, no way, I don't want to. No, no, JT. no. We've, we've Shaq, discussed we can talk yeah, about. We we've discussed it quite a few times. Like uh, a couple of guys have said trade Shaq and. I think I think I think trading Shaq, getting another first round pick, having two first round picks, get a QB and another top tier player in a position to need, such as uh, right guard, wide receiver, or corner, I think I, is is important moving forward. In my, I opinion. don't hate it. I, don't I will say, uh, Chad, after Matt just um, answered your question here on what he would do as far as he would trade Shaq, he had a mock draft that he did where he did trade Shaq. He got us uh, C.J. Stroud, and he got us another first-round pick. That I thought it was a hell of a draft to flip Shaq and that pick that I would be okay with, even though it would hurt me to trade Shaq. Yeah, it was. A, I, I can't remember every. I can't. I can't remember every pick, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull a, it up. It was, a, it was a draft that I. I and definitely could drafted the tackle from Northwestern. Yeah, he he, he got us. He he fixed us that tackle. Fixed us that quarterback, and I believe there was a linebacker that was a, a pretty uh, decent guy in there as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
that was a, yeah. that was a hell of a draft that I could get on board with. Oh, actually, it was uh. So here I'm was, pulling it up um, right now. Hold on, I'm about okay. to save it and bring it in. Okay, yeah, I'll just start discussing it. So yeah, Chad, uh, Matt had here. He had the Colts trade their uh first pick or no, they trade Darius Leonard to get the number two overall pick in the draft. We select Bryce Young with that. With our sixth overall pick, the Colts' original pick, we take Peter Skoronsky from uh, Northwestern, tackle. Then he gets us uh, Osiris Torrance from Florida, who I'm very familiar with, guard. Um, then he goes Tredavious Hod- uh, Hodges Tomlinson, Zay Flowers uh, from Boston College, Jalen Marino from uh, Cropper from Fresno, uh, Jair Brown, uh, safety from Penn State, and then – Mo uh, Mahmoud Diambate, Diambate, how do you say his name? Um, but yeah, this right here was a hell of a draft that I could get on board with. The only, the only one that I wasn't too familiar with, uh, where where the the one receiver uh, Zay Flowers from um, Boston College, but every other position fills a need and it gets us a replacement. And so the only thing I feel like we would lose out of this trade is the turtle turnover potential from from uh, Shaq Leonard. But we also pick up Muhammad there, um, who is an explosive linebacker, sideline to sideline, great tackler, um, and he he he's a guy that would go in the late round. I think it, I think I want to say he's a little bit undersized, but um, I think he fills um, the, that backup role to the linebackers that we would already have. So, so I, I, I Chad, I mean, the Bryce Young thing was it was a, it was an anomaly, anomaly, right? Because. In my mock, uh, Houston took Will Levis first, um, and it ended up leaving Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud for me to choose from. Uh, in in PFF, Bryce Young is rated to go higher, so I just kind of went with Bryce Young in this. Uh, but in all in all honesty, I could easily replace Bryce Young with C.J. Stroud in this draft, and then keep everybody else. All right, so uh, Zach, you want to go? What would be your first uh, move outside of head coach for the Colts this offseason? Um, this is gonna sound different. I mean, the draft wise is it's for me it's quarterback or bust. But I'm of the assumption is you gotta get a true one number one receiver. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you throw, you know, if you trade a guy like Darius or you trade a guy like, you know, Stephon Gilmore, you trade Kenny Moore, whoever it might be, you've gotta find a way to get either a young receiver like uh Devontae Smith from Philadelphia that or, you know, right, 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 right. I know. Well, you got to find a young, a young receiver who has, you know, potential to put opposite of Pittman, who really is an X. Because as much as I, I believe, you know, Pittman's not a one receiver and Pierce isn't an X factor. So, so hey, I, here's here's my question to you now. I know, I know you said you want a true wide receiver one or a young guy. What if right. we took a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, um, Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams. Adams, those two guys that might be available, if we took the one of those to put on the opposite side, even DeAndre Hopkins being cheaper, he could be one of those guys to mentor Michael. Hey, in, I'm perfectly fine with it, and it makes our rookie's quarterback job a hell of a lot easier. I mean, Curtis even an old-ass you know, Hopkins who literally had no – a different quarterback every year put up a thousand yards in Houston consistently. So just someone to take a double team, a safety in a corner with them every play that would open things up 
I, I honestly, I don't know. If I'm a DC, I'm not doubling Devontae Smith personally, so I, I wouldn't make that trade if I don't think he's going to get doubled. That's just me, though. I'll answer, I'll answer Lee real quick. He said Bears will never take Leonard. They wouldn't even pay money for Raquan Smith. I yeah, mean, I, I agree. Eberflus coached Shaq Leonard, so I'm almost yeah. positive he would say get that guy. With yeah, the second I mean, pick, though, that's, that's where the question is. But here's the thing. They don't need somebody who's – Rated any any higher in the in the in the quarterback position. I mean, you get Dak, you get Dak or, or Shaq, whatever you want to call him these days. You get Shaq, and he instantly changes your defense. I mean, he took our he he completely changed our defense when we drafted him. Yeah, our defense was garbage. I, no, yeah, yeah, I I definitely like I see the logic. Uh, I don't hate it, but I think the problem is like I don't know. Number two is just too high for me to to think that. Uh, Hey, it was, a, it was a trade value. It was a mock draft. They took no, it. Yeah, I understand. I'm saying like in this hypothetical, right? Like I, yeah. I feel like Chicago would be crazy to pass up on getting uh, either a weapon for freaking Justin Fields or and, maybe and, give him and, a tackle like Skaransky nah, so he doesn't have and, to run for his life. No, nah, yeah. and most mock drafts are projected to take a defensive player, Will Anderson. Or, uh, I mean, yeah, he's hard to pass on. The yeah. guy from Georgia. So they're projected to go defense regardless. So. Well, my plan okay. – my plan was to just go down the list and and trade Shaq to anyone who would take him yeah. in the first round just to see if I could get another first round pick. That was my only plan. I just wanted to see what I could do with two first round picks because I truly think that's what we need this year if we really want to get back to you know the, the Colts football that we're used to. But all right, Trev, you want to go with what you would do as your uh, first move outside of coach? Real quick, I do want to say I agree with Zach 100%. We definitely need to pull some kind of wide receiver here because I do think MPJ is overrated. Yeah, I, th- I think he's a strong number two. I'm not not completely sold that he's our I'm number still, one of the future. I don't think he's me, Reggie. I don't think he's T.Y. Me personally, you know? with that one, I'm still holding off, and I'm going to do everything in my power to get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. That's what I would do. That would be nice. That, that would be, be nice. Just, I'm just saying that's that'd what be, I would do. Because would be if, we, would, if we save the picks for this year, and then it would also save us the cap space. Just me. And, hey, no, no one is going to love Marvin Harrison Jr. like we will. All right? If we draft CJ and then bring Marvin Harrison Jr. here next year, oh, that's going to be nasty. Literally Bengals 2.0. That's what they did with Joey B and I keep saying it. Exactly. Hey, Joey Burrow is the best quarterback in the AFC. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. And in the NFL, folks, you heard it here first. Joey Burrow, number one quarterback, NFL. Patrick, who? I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to uh, Danny's comment. He said, "I think you try and get Tyreek. Tyreek's not gonna leave Miami. The Dolphins just just got him. He's not. He's he's having way too much fun down there with Tua and Mike McDaniel's is probably." one of the top five head coach in the NFL right now, just, just as a player's coach. Only, in my only opinion. way he's leaving is if you give him 200 million. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead, Trey. Yeah. So I, I actually like where you're coming from with the, uh, uh, moving Shaq, even though I don't, I don't think he warrants a number two pick, but I think we could trade him for somewhere in the late first. Uh, I'm going to add on to it though, with my first move of the off season, which would be moving either Ryan Kelly or Braden Smith. You pick one and you move him, but, the fact that we have the highest paid O-line and it's nowhere near the top, like it's just it. the numbers are not matching up for me. So in my mind, you move one of them for a pick. You, you just try to restart. I, I, I think Q's I untouchable. I don't want to move Q. I think he's a staple in the O-line, uh, even though he hasn't had as great of a year this year. But I, th- I think you got to move one of these guys that we have paid and just try to start over at that position. I'm going to respond to that because here's my thing with our offensive line, and we've talked about this too. Trev, you've been pretty uh, – Pretty busy this year, so I don't know if you've seen the conversations in the group chats. More or less, yeah. 
Uh, my thing is, I believe the issues on the offensive line, besides the right guard, because that position needs to be addressed uh, drastically. I think when it comes to Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, and Braden Smith, uh, is a schematic issue, in my opinion. Um, if you watch them all year, they don't do what they normally did when it comes to sliding and moving. And Quentin Nelson wasn't pulled as much as he normally was. Right. Uh, Braden, Braden Smith, I would say, has no excuse to get beat inside as bad as he was this year, being at right tackle. But I also personally believe that that comes due to having a terrible right guard and not really having that all year. solidified. So. Yeah. Uh, I I do think that right guard, if you address right guard, you don't have to move Ryan Kelly. You don't have to move Braden Smith. I just think it's so. Yeah, my 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 issue with it, right? Like, I think all those players are starting caliber players. I think they're all Pro Bowl caliber caliber players in the right schematic, like you're talking about. But the problem is the money we're putting into them now. When we have all these other needs that we also need to address, that's why I'm I'm willing to let that. go of one of them and try to draft someone new there. And build them up and well, then, just kind of restart there. If if you want to do that, then I would I would my vote would be on Ryan Kelly. And the reason I think my so vote too. would be on Ryan Kelly is because you well not only that, you don't want to move the edge guys, right? Because you want that you want the edges solidified for a young QB. If you know, we're we're going on the assumption we're drafting a young QB. Right. So you don't want you don't want your edge what guys the to hell be is he doing? to be, you know, not <laughs> solidified. And then the center Right, <laughs> the center could be a guy that you pull in that builds chemistry with only that young quarterback. He doesn't have anything else that he knows. You know Yo, what I'm saying? Not. That's that's, guy who's... that's that chemistry. You seen it? Oh, damn. Chucking his uh, my, bad, my bad, Matt. It was it was trailing burst in this Jags Titans game. The dude is getting tackled. I mean, they're at like the thirty yard line. He's getting tackled at about the, the twenty the twenty eight, and he just throws the ball in the air in the middle of the field to play like just like a sky hook, like he's shooting a yeah, sky hook. Ben, like, what, what, like what the hell is he? AFC doing? South Football, ladies and gents. Uh, Jesus, like he almost got murdered, dude. You see it's a forward pass, too. Jesus. That is that is the state oh, of the AFC South right now. Was, I, w- I wish I could share the game on the screen. Yeah, my bad. That was I, I was. It just caught me off guard. I, I was like, what the fuck? Is oh, but yeah, I think I think I think center would be the way to go. Move Ryan Kelly so that we can get a center that hasn't played with other quarterbacks. A center that can be, chemi- you know, build chemistry with only whatever young quarterback we get, and it would just yeah. mesh better. I, yeah, opinion. I completely agree. Damon, would you like to go before me on what you would do as your first move? I mean, he's before you on my screen. So, yeah, Damon, go first. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think y'all know Zaire is, like, my favorite player on the Colts. So, I'm, I'm going to do whatever I can do to keep him on the field. I've been kind of on the trade Darius train. Not in a sense that I don't think that Darius is a, is a game wrecker. Um, but I think there's a lot of uncertainty with him moving forward. Um, coming back from injury, um, you just don't know what's going to happen. And do you want a don't know guy to be getting paid? What is he getting? 18 to 21, somewhere in there, I'm going to say. Um, and even if it's not a, a top five pick for me, that means mid mid first round. That's good uh, for me. Um, so the first thing I'm worried about is obviously coach um, a quarterback in the draft, but as far as this roster from, from, you know, top to bottom um, offensive line wise, I'm on the get rid of Ryan Kelly train. Um I thought that the interior offensive line was more of like a strong suit for us. I always knew that the tackles were kind of an issue. Uh, but that interior offensive line this year, Q included, looked horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And in that situation, I would almost rather go young here. 
Um, I'm one of those people this year in the draft. If we went offense every single pick, I would not complain because um, I want to see something completely different out there <laughs> for my sake of watching the football team next year. I just want to see an offense. Like, right, yeah, right. I want to be I'm able just, to get a first down. <laughs> I don't want to watch other teams and get jealous because that's all I've done this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, it, uh, even watching like Jacksonville. Jacksonville makes me so jealous. So jealous. Cause... What... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, you're, you're good. Go ahead. Well, if if we get a mid sec mid mid first round pick back, I think there's a lot of wide receiver depth in this draft. So even though I would love to go after like a Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, um, maybe like a Josh Downs, if there's a guy like Joey Porter Jr. available, I'm taking him. Sure. I think that guy's a star. I think that guy's a star. Um, and that kind of takes a little bit of pressure because we have this little thing we like to do in the secondary group where we like to go get an aging corner who has been good in the past. We did it with Rhodes. We're doing it now with Gilmore. I think just getting some continuous younger depth back there will help and kind of put a little bit of ease on the defense for us. Um, Cause truthfully, I think our front seven is developing pretty well. The edge edge rushers, especially linebacker core has been solid even without Darius out there. Um, our safeties, most of them are on their, what, rookie year, year two. Yeah. Um, I think we just go ahead and get a young corner out there. We'll be good on defense. And uh, like I told you all, we can spend every single other pick on the draft on the offense, and I will not complain. So I, I agree about the corners. Uh, my thing is I think our corner depth is about to get really small uh, when it hits the offseason. I think Kenny Moore is gone. I think Faceon is gone. Uh, that's two guys that have played a uh, numerous amount of snaps this year. So the trade, Kenny. Oh, yeah, yeah, Moore has one more. What Moore has one more year, right? And Faison's <sighs> gone. It's I think more year. This year's uh, this year's the year we trade Kenny, man. We have to. The dude is. The dude sat so out last get? year. Well, here's the thing. What I don't are care. Gonna give us? <laughs> I don't really give a shit. I don't care what we get. You can give Still me a fourth. You can give me a fourth round pick. I don't care. You give me a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Kenny Kenny Moore played terrible this year after sitting the moment he sat throughout training camp i was done with it i I didn't i'm done with i don't like the whole sitting thing i understand uh wanting to talk contracts but the moment you sit you lose your foot up in that conversation in my opinion especially getting paid well for a nickel corner he was i don't understand another corner got paid higher than him another nickel corner got paid higher than him and he wanted that money and to me that's crap you were you're the second highest paid nickel corner in the nfl right and you're not even you're not even you're not even one of the best in my opinion you might be top five but you're not the best nickel corner in football I, I think at one point he was, but he, he hasn't maintained that. Yeah, in zone. Sure. In zone coverage, he's probably one of the better zone coverage nickel corners, but the moment you put that dude man-to-man, he gets roasted. I mean, how many times did he get roasted by a tight end this year? Every game. Every game. Dude can't even cover a tight end man-to-man. Like, yeah, you're a good blitzer. Hey, maybe you should go play strong safety. Maybe that's what you need o- to do. O- you Ox safety. You can't tackle <laughs> No, he can't tackle. What? He can tackle. He's one of the actual. <laughs> he's one of, that's what, that's he's what he's good at. That's, that's, what, yeah, that's, that's what he's good at. That's what got him his money. Yeah. I, I saw him suplex Derrick Henry before. Yeah. I, I think he's all right. Yeah, <laughs> but Kenny Moore can tackle. Big. He can blitz. Nah, he, no, they're not. He, and he's they're 5'8", five, like, five, five, nine. Like Bob Sanders. Like, I mean, no, small yeah. dude. Nobody He's not a safety. He's a corner. He's a smaller corner. Yeah, but you can still put him in at that. I mean – He's he's the he's same size small. as Kari Willis. He's the same size as Kari Willis playing strong safety. 
I wouldn't call him soft. He, I'd call him more lost in space, but I wouldn't call him soft. Whatever I, it I is, he's soft and cut, like it's bad. You put him in man to man. Yeah, see, that's where he struggles. He struggles in space and the mm-hmm. coverage. But you put him in a box and you tell him to go tackle, go get a sack or yeah. something. He yeah, do he's that. doing it. Say, yeah, he's like doing I don't want to jump on a hate train for like he does a lot of things well. But where he where we need him to succeed is like covering these tight ends and like man to man coverage. He just gets so ex- exposed. Oh, believe me, there's no there's him. no hate strength train here for me. Kenny I mean, Moore's been my favorite Colt for the last three years. Yeah, I and, love uh, that. And 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 I'm I I got him on the trading block. So, He's the midget yeah, he of the come. secondary. It's like, hey, you want to put 100 yards on the Colts? Go find the midget and, like, you know, throw it yeah. to him every time. We need a Swiss Army knife on offense, not defense right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, yeah. I want to answer some of, these, some of these comments. There's a lot of questions coming in real quick. So, Chris first one Trosser. is Lee Ford. Who was, who was the O-line coach we had two years ago when we taught the line to go forward and attack the defender instead of backing up and waiting for them? Our line was really Trosser. good then. Yep, Strouser. And the reason I want to answer that is because, again, that goes back to schematics, right? When we got Matt Ryan, a guy who can't roll out, a guy who can't move, you can't tell your offensive line to just leave him there when it comes to blocking. You got to kind of try and build him that pocket and just pray. And that's why we were so bad this year. Uh, Chad is asking, saying you make a trade for two first-round picks, are you taking offensive line or wide receiver? BPA. Yeah. Yep. Going quarterback and then BPA. Yep, same. Uh, all right, and then DeMarco, you're up. What's your first move? And then we'll move on to the other questions in the comments. My first move is uh, I'm putting Kenny Moore and uh, Moali Cox on the trading block. I'm, I'm putting two unuseful contracts on the trading block. I like that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get value same. back for what I can get from them um, so I can reload it at a couple other positions. Uh, my next thing would be to uh, seriously, seriously evaluate um, Braden Smith. So I'm on the opposite with you guys as far as the inside-out version of it. Um, I think Bra- Braden Smith has turned into a revolving door over there at right tackle. Really don't like what he's been putting on tape from watching him. Um, so me personally, I think uh, the center, Ryan Kelly, with his experience, I, I'm not necessarily saying his play shouldn't get better. I, I would challenge him contractually um, that he needs to play better. But I think him being a vet, uh, a veteran center for a rookie quarterback that I would want to draft with our top pick, I believe it's going to be a five. Um, I would want him to be the guy to help that rookie out. That Question. Okay. Okay. Do you consider playing Kelly at right guard? No. Do you consider moving Braven Braven to right guard and then going out and getting a veteran right tackle in free agency? So that's a good point, too, because Braven is originally a right guard. I I think that's more viable, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe right guard, but you're still paying him too much to just slide him over and say, I'm going to help you. I I already paid you. I need you to produce for me. So it's like Mm -hmm. I'd seriously consider trading him – or seeing if he's going to be able to push it more than what he's been giving because he was a right. top right tackle. And now this guy is getting to some Matt Pryor levels as far as, as just blocking pass rushers. So, and those, getting paid. Those would be my, yeah, those would be my, my first moves there. I'm not going to um, lie. Zay Jones just got beat up on the outside on that play. But go, sorry, go yeah. ahead. Keep going. Um, yeah. <laughs> Side note, because I like that idea that DeMarco said about uh, analyzing – you know, Kelly and and him more so Braden Smith. See, I think you could keep a guy like Ryan Kelly, but to me, the hardest position to play O-line is center 
especially in today's league because how athletic it is. And Kelly's old, older. You know, he's in his 30s, mid mid to early 30s. I don't know. So why don't you put him at right guard and then go out and draft a young quality center and they grow together and then you have Ryan Kelly teach. Or if you do draft a young center, he plays right guard until he understands the offense and then you switch Kelly with the young right guard because I just see it as Kelly's – the system we're currently running, it doesn't favor his athleticism. And if we're, you know, going to have a quarterback who can move, you got to be able to be athletic on that line. And I don't think he has that athleticism anymore. I think I think that's a lot of our problem with our offensive line is we stop moving them. Yeah, that's, we made them. We make an them issue all year. Stay, we make them sit stationary, is either back up and pass block, or just come forward in zone block. Uh, however our scheme's been rather than what we've been doing in the past, which was a lot of combo blocks, a lot of pools, um, right. stuff like that. We haven't – I feel like we haven't played to our offensive line strength. That's why I've said try and trade maybe one and then evaluate one of the others and then obviously I would say draft a right guard. That's the tough I have a, right. about I have a, I have a quick solution. Draft is because we don't have that many picks, and I would say take one of the top tier um, like tackles and put him at right guard. I have a quick solution. Do we sign Orlando Chris Brown? Reed. Chris Reed is on a uh, one-year deal where he's at. We can get him back. Bring him home. I, I would, I'm open to bringing <laughs> him back. That, that's a quick fix for me personally. So. <laughs> That'd be fine. That'd be fine. I'd be good with that. All right, so Chad asks another question. I think. Oh, we already answered this one. My bad. Uh, right. So I will say um, real quick before we uh, get to some more questions, I will say uh, another thing about that, the Giants game. So um, I listened to a podcast or whatever and uh, heard some people talk about it, and I, I just got a completely different opinion than what I heard. Um, but basically the sack on Nick Foles. Nick Foles gets blasted by Kayvon Thibodeau. Yep. Kayvon Thibodeau is on the ground doing the snow angels, and then he goes off to the sideline and he put him to sleep. So – Whatever, if he didn't know, he did know, whatever he didn't. But point being is, is I don't see how your offensive line doesn't step in to yeah. – I'm not saying fight, whatever you want to call it. Stick up for your teammate. Stick yeah. up for your guy. Go move him away from your quarterback. There was no reaction from our offensive line. At what, was all. Guys, what was you guys' opinion on that? I'm, I'm 100% in agreement, dude. I don't know how there's any way in hell you, you sit there watching your quarterback – Great, I get it. Like Foles has been trash. All of our quarterbacks have been trash. I understand it, but he's still your teammate, and he's still on the ground after getting sawed in half. And this dude's mm-hmm. celebrating, and you just stand there with your hands in your pockets, essentially just chilling. Like that—that that bothers me more than anything. Here's the thing: that just goes to how this season has gone because Quentin Nelson last year would have never done that. No, he, he Quentin would, Nelson yeah, would have not have let that happen. Exactly. Quentin Nelson so I, would have been up in someone's face. He would have been fighting. And just because Quentin Nelson did it, that means Ryan Kelly was coming. Braden Smith were coming. You were about to deal with that whole offensive line. That just shows what this team is feeling coming into the end of yeah. the year. They're just it's, not. It's a real it's a real light on what's going on in the locker room, I think. Yes. How, how out of it these guys are, which is, is pretty upsetting to see, honestly. Sorry, I was watching the game. But yeah. Damon, Zach. Goes back to what I, we've been talking about. Build a winning culture. Quit worrying about getting the most friendly guys in the locker room because they'll get along. No, 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 no. Do you ever hear any issues come out of the Kansas City locker room? And they have about 50 million different personalities 
in that locker room. Actually, they yes, they do. They do have issues, but they're better at keeping it under wraps. And guess what? They show up Sunday and do their job. <laughs> they do. They win. And they're thirteen and four. A, yeah. I know. I know this is not a great example, but y'all kind of know. Catch my drift here. They didn't. They weren't scared to go trade for Kadarius Tony, which we know he can do when he's healthy. Is well, he, was, is he they, ever they, healthy? Got him, they got him for a late round pick because the Giants but, gave up on him now. You see what I mean? Like we're, we're scared to for people like that. Yeah, it's I mean it's easy, to, it's, it's easy to go get talent to say you can just put them with your quarterback if you have a quarterback though. That's but, the problem. But I agree with that. But then again, like I said, you, you don't have that winning mentality. Everybody's not fighting for the same reason. Our guys are exhausted. They they feel like they've been you know played by snake oil salesmen uh, between Frank Reich now Jeff Saturday, uh, right. probably Matt Ryan at times this season. You're sitting here kind of believing your guy. And he's fumbling the ball, throwing picks. And you thought this is going to be a veteran to save the team? Exactly. Like, <laughs> right. there, there's got to be a huge question of, like – and it's funny – not funny, but it's ironic, too, because Chris Ballard and, and just generally the Colts organization as a whole has, has had such a highlight on leaders. Like, it's always oh. we're getting this guy because he's a team captain, he's a leader, this, that, and the other. And then now it's like, who's our leader? We don't even know who to trust anymore because we put Matt Ryan on this pedestal where we said he's fucking uh, Peyton Manning in the flesh. And – he can barely stay on the field. You know what I mean? So Hold on. Y'all see that play that Jacksonville just ran? Yeah, stupid dude. Why are you doing that in the red zone? That's wow. what I'm saying. Oh, that's great. Um, that, was a, that was a Colt play right there. Oh, wow. That was something so stupid, bro. Like, was... Why? Why get cute? I hate when teams want to get cute in the red zone. Like, why? It wasn't even that. It would have worked, but he – Jeremy Lawrence just muffed it. decked his dude that helmet with the Come he on, thought he was six guys. inches taller. <laughs> I don't know. I just still just think run a run a regular play, bro. Like, I'm trying to do do, do what that. got you there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, huh. but um, yeah. So so my um, where I heard it from, it was uh JJ Stankovitz on the Colt podcast. He was saying, "What did Colts fans do? Expect them to go fight or something like that?" Yeah, like, I don't even like. I didn't even expect a fight. Like me personally, like even from freaking high school, dude. Like if you see something like that. Even go go grab the guy's arm or his leg and pull him away from your quarterback. Like you don't have to go Just fight something. Guy or, or tell him something at least. And, and like go go stand over him. Go sit on his helmet or something. Like it doesn't matter to me. Like do something that says, yeah. "Hey, get the hell away from my quarterback, dude." Like what's yeah. your problem? Thanks. So. That was that was my problem with it. It just I just felt like that. It just really shows where this team is at as far as is yeah. uh, being together and fighting for each other anymore. I've said this before, but I think the message is just ran dry. These guys yeah. are tired. They're done with all of this cute stuff. They're done looking like a circus, man. Yeah. That's what it is. The moment we became – the you know, this team was fighting hard, bro. Was fighting hard in the beginning of the season. At least we were losing one point. We were losing by three, four. You know, we weren't losing like – Until that Patriots game. Yeah, until the Patriots game. But, That's I mean – That's when it started. We had – I don't even know why we benched Matt Ryan to begin with. I mean, I understand wanting to see Sammy, but I don't know. I think man. at that it's, point, it's... Frank was just desperate because he knew. I was a Jim Irsay. It was Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay wants to put every blame on the quarterback, and, and that's it's always been him. Everything yeah. goes on the quarterback. His, his, problem is, his, his problem is he thinks every quarterback is supposed to uh, perform like a first overall pick. Yeah. The, number, the number one first overall pick. Yeah, That's he doesn't. Problem. He doesn't realize that you can have a quarterback like Carson Wentz, and you can just build around Carson Wentz. Yeah. You literally could. Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. You know, <laughs> we don't need another Peyton Manning right. It'd be great, but Brock Purdy's about to go to one, <laughs> right? <laughs> <Yeah>. This is irrelevant. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
but that offense is color by numbers. Literally, well, that's what just, I'm saying. Throw, just that's throw what I'm saying. it to George that's Kittle and but, hand but it off to the. But that's, that's what we're saying. But that's it's but that's easy. what we're saying. That's exactly what we're saying. Build yeah, build around, build, build the team. team. Build, build the team. team. I don't hate on any team that knows how to build it. Yeah. When yep. you build it properly, you can plug a quarterback in there. You exactly. easily can. When you have a guy like Debo Samuel, you trade for a guy like Christian McCaffrey, then your quarterbacks go down. Now you have Brock Purdy playing like he's a fucking superstar. Yeah, but they got a stupid good play caller in Kyle Shanahan too. I mean, yeah, that right. definitely. I mean, all of that, all that right. helps. Exactly. When you all do it right, right. When you do it right, like, yeah. I mean, it's it, frustrating. I mean, I mean, I mean, there's other teams that manage. I mean, it doesn't even have to be like the perfect situation. I mean, look at the Giants. They play hard as hell for day ball, and they got one of the worst rosters in the goddamn NFL. Yeah, no like, one is going to make it. Like build it right. But that defense coach, is legit. Get you a head coach. I mean, look at and, Detroit. And, and, and play. Look I, at Detroit. I mean, Detroit's not going to the playoffs or whatever, but they played fairly well going down the stretch. Exceeded expectations. Exceeded expectations. You got know? eight wins, right? Yeah, eight wins. That's that's a mostly they've had since, like, the playoffs. Look at Jacksonville. Not much had changed in Jacksonville over the offseason. I mean, they but went they got, got Christian coach. Kirk, yeah. but they, yeah, got, they got a Christian coach. Kirk, they got Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and added a coach. I mean, And it, Peterson Peterson had made Trevor Lawrence look what he was supposed yeah. to be when he got drafted. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very simple. Hey, he made Frank Wright look like a head coach. So, hats off to Peterson. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I think that's how far for Frank Reyes. He can he can never get stability at quarterback, and then he just started he, a lot of the stuff that he wanted to do didn't fit with the quarterbacks he had. And in all honesty, Frank Reich's sitting at home right now laughing. He won. He he's getting paid. Still getting paid. As you see his last, you coach. see his last uh, his last interview. No, but he's sitting at home right now enjoying life. <laughs> he looks so much healthier. And <laughs> the Colts sure. look so much worse without him. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, that's retirement does that to somebody. I don't think he coaches again in the league. Oh, nah, I, think I think he does. He said he'll be back. He said he'll be back. And I think teams will hire him, too. And I think, think they should. Do you think he'll take a lesser job? Because I don't think he wants to. I think he wants to be a head coach or nothing. No, what, yeah, no, no, he's going to be a head coach. He's going to be a head coach for the Broncos. When they don't get Sean Payton, he's going to go coach the Broncos. Or Carolina. You really think so? That's a whole or, or, or he sits know. out next year and more jobs Tepper. open up the following year. You know, I, I think he will get a job, though. I, I don't know if Tepper wants him. I think Tepper's going to go after Harbaugh. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure yeah. who Tepper will yeah. go after, but Tepper has money to go after anybody, so honestly, I couldn't tell you. So, so, does, motherfucking, so does Jim Irsay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tepper's got, like, real money. Like, not yeah. like – not like drug head money Tepper. like Ursay. Tepper's Tepper. got like Tepper. real, real, on, real money. Tepper got that escrow money. Hold on. We're going to have this talk now. All right. This is, we're going to slide away from football real quick. All right. Because you said drug head money. Now we're going to talk about this. You're trying to tell me, okay, I had this talk with somebody else. If you came up with a million dollars, right? And he asked me, if I came up with a million dollars, what am I doing? I said, I'm investing. 500,000 of that in legal investments and the other 500,000 is going to cocaine. Why? Because the movement of cocaine is the reason why people stay rich. Now my question is how much of that is actually Jim Ursay's or how much of that is actually Daddy Ursay's money? Or Colt's money. All, because... all, all of Colt's money is Jim Ursay's money. 
because that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> I've lived in Indiana my whole life. Touchdown Titans. I have no clue what Jim Mercer does for income. None. So like he's either smuggling drugs or just Oil. living. Oil. No, his dad got rich off H- HVAC systems. Yeah, HVAC. His dad. His dad on the AC company. And they sold for. Yeah, that's money. not. It's not hard to get rich from that. Bro, that was a throw. Yeah, that was a that, that was, was a big dot. boy throw. That was a that was a dot. I love Josh those Jags. Jobs just balling I love out those, right now. I love those Jags uniforms though. I don't know. I just I know that like green. when it comes to Ursay paying people, he's got to pay Frank Reich six billion or six million for the next like three years. Eight million. And he, and he that, oh yeah. that's 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 only if Frank doesn't get another coaching spot. If somebody hires Frank, we ain't paying Frank no more. Is that how the contract works out? Yes. Okay. You, can't, you can't double dip. <laughs> you can't get, you get paid mean, by one team and get hired by somebody else. I assume money owed is money owed. I didn't know. I didn't know it changed. I assume if contract you, you terminate the last contract. Yeah. If yeah, I'm paying you, you know, eighty-four million, and I fire you with twelve million left on the deal, he said, I figured I, I would still owe you twelve million. I reluctantly paid Frank Wright earlier than I wanted to. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, boy, when you a billionaire, you just say whatever company you got there, buddy. You can say whatever you want, and at the end of the day, you're still fucking rich. So. Yeah, exactly. My rich friends still like me. Ursay yeah. is only worth $3.4 but he's also still uh, a top 20 of the most richest owners in sports. How much of that is that his music? Uh, music collection he owns no, everything. That's sports that's sports only. Actually, Dude, no, you're right. You're right. It might have something to do with his with his as other. As long stuff. as he puts because, it into getting a good coach, I don't really care. Because if you think about it, I mean I mean Jerry Jones is worth six point eight billion dollars and he his investments out here in Dallas are extraordinary. Like he owns half of this area, more than half of this area. So Jerry World. Yeah, this is we literally call it Jerry's World down here. That's he owns crazy. almost every highway. Yo, is it true he's building the uh, AT&T Stadium screen bigger? Yes. Yes. For the uh, World Cup. He's he's <laughs> renov- he's renovating he's renovating AT&T Stadium completely. Why? He's making it bigger? He's making the stadium bigger. Hey. Jerry's World. It's Jerry's World. He's got the <laughs> Does money. Does whatever man. the hell he wants. Yes. I like it. I'm here for it. That's pretty I dope. Yes, I mean, I've, to I've told y'all. I've told y'all before, bro. It, Dallas Parkway is owned by Jerry Jones. That man is literally building a parkway for his players, right. a highway That's for insane. his players alone. Because really they don't, mean, they didn't want to live in that area. If they want to live wherever they want, they can get there on a tollway. <laughs> he's got. I read he's got like kind of smart. Yeah, hotels that players can live in for just Cowboys players. And yeah. all that stuff out and around the facility. Bro, and I'm his, like, his gym, his gym in the headquarters, you have yeah. to pay eight thousand dollars a month. What? Eight thousand dollars a month for a membership at the star to work out in the gym, and you have to have a personal trainer. Dude, Ursa hey, Ur- needs to take notes though, because that's how you get free agents to play for you. Dude. That's exactly right, dude. Bro, I I remember I remember I was sitting in the mall one time and I saw Zeke Elliott walking by in fucking hoodie and and, and flip flops, just kind of walking through the mall. Why? Just dude, because if I was 
if I was a professional athlete, I would never leave my home. I would stay in my home and have everything delivered to me and be like, if it's not your finest meats and cheeses, I don't want it. It's so normal. It's so normal around here for players to just be walking around that nobody, there's no paparazzi. There's no people don't wow. attack them. You see them, I'm, dude. I, yeah, I don't know how many. I don't know how many times I've seen prime time driving around out here, just sitting at a stoplight, and I look next to him and I rev my fucking minivan that the army gave me to use. Nice. I'm like, let's race your Lambo, bud. Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, you don't see, you don't see any professional athletes in Indianapolis, like downtown at all. I think, like, here's a name if you followed the NBA at all. When I was, like, in high school. Yeah, Yeah. you see McAfee out and about, but he's usually drunk. Man of the people. (laughs) Um, When I was in high school, you used to see, like, Danny Granger a bunch. But, like, he was the only one that ever went out. In Indianapolis when he was here, because when he called us two K player of all yeah, time, Agnew just yeah. got a good return. Agnew like, just yeah, got a good return. That. Manning never went out. None of those Colts players ever went out. Like Except Peyton, the, unless you went to uh, Elmo's I've, Steakhouse, that's where you'd see him. So I've been yeah. to Indianapolis, and if I was them, I wouldn't be out there and about in there either. I, I mean, when I was up to Cincinnati or something, it's cold as shit all the time here, and it's rainy. So yeah, I get it. It's it's a cool little city to live in, but I mean, you kind of just chill there. Like, there, there's not a whole lot of stuff to do. You know, it's just kind of like no, a chill I mean, city. I mean, it's the same in Philly. You don't really you don't really see Philly uh, Philadelphia Eagle fans or players walking around Philly. You see them like in the outer states. Like they live in New Jersey because yeah. it's it's quieter out there. Hey, bringing it back a little bit though, I am curious on uh who you guys want for head coach. I know we've yeah, talked I was just about, about it a I was bit. just about to All say right. Chad had a uh, question here. He said speaking first moves and head coach being the first move. Jim Harbaugh one and who you think we may get. I think I want Jim Harbaugh. I think we end up with like I don't know, Ryan's. Maybe yeah, the, the enemy. The guy I want is D'Amico Ryan's or uh Leftwich. But Knowing Ballard, it'll probably be some guy we've never heard of, like Jim Tube. <laughs> That's right. Jim Tobe, and he'll end up being, you know, something good, magically, some, you know, because that's typically Ballard. Anything he touches eventually turns into gold. No, what Ballard, yeah. what, 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 what Jim Irsay is going to do is he's going to go after whoever's offensive coordinator is playing in the Super Bowl this year. I got a wild card. Uh, he's going to go after Leslie Frazier. I got a wild card. I, I think he might go after Kellen Moore. The Cowboys OC. Gross. Uh, gross. Y'all, yeah. y'all are saying okay, y'all keep saying gross. What did that <laughs> offense do to us? I mean he had a defense at three three pick sixes, I think, in that game. Yeah, but man. yeah, we got we the Cowboys offense puts points on the board regardless. We can have T.Y. Them. just run slot fades all game and throw one catch and act like he did some shit. That's what he can do. <laughs> I mean he made the one catch. He had a decent yeah, game the next week too though. Yeah. T.Y. had a decent game the next week. That's what happens when he could take a whole season off. Yeah, he's I mean, yeah, probably feeling good like he did his rookie year. I mean, he hasn't been that productive in decades, ages. Cap- with capable quarterback, good, uh, good route no. tree. Dak is suspect. I mean, no, no, suspect. I'm no. not. I'm not on the. Hate Bro, I'm not on the. I'm on the. I'm on. I'm not on the Dak. Dak I mean, is suspect. He has just as many interceptions as. Okay, David, hold on. Because I knew you were going to. No, I knew no, it's on the no, receivers. Bro, 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 bro. bro. Hey, control it. Control it. Control I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that number about interceptions. Some people said Matthew Stafford. Uh, he threw 17 picks last year, which tied as the league leader in interceptions. And now people are walking around calling Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer because he won a Super Bowl. 
I'm not trying to hear it about interceptions. His team is still putting up 30 points a game and is still one of the top offenses. In the if league. you if you look early in the season too, Ceedee Lamb was dropping shit left and right. That man That's... was that man was having the ball hit his hands. He was dropping it. Those receivers were not helping Dak whatsoever early on in the season. And, and, Cooper Rush. And still Cooper Rush they, have, they didn't even have Michael Gallup, but they were running the ball with Cooper. Yeah, but Dak is kind of mid. I stand by it. Kind of mid. Dak, yeah. oh. Dak is top five. Dak oh is top God, five. Dude. He's so nice to have a quarterback. Dak is top oh five. God. I'm on the you Dak. You think he's top five? I think he's top five. I don't have him top five. I don't have him top five. I think he's top five. I got him top 13. I think he's top five. That's fair. Thir- 13 for some reason sounds right. Yeah, I think I, I, I ain't got him top five. I definitely dude. have him top five. Who's in, Who's your top five? Hmm? Who's your top five? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Second. Josh Allen. Third. Joe Burrow. <laughs> First. Matt Ryan. No. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. Nah, uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Fair and enough. then Dak. Oh wait, Herbert? you're talking about you're talking about your wait, top five this season? Yes. This season? Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about last couple seasons. Included, last couple but seasons? but I got Jalen Hurts up there, but Dak, Ooh, I got Dak top five. The Justin Herbert disrespect is real. Lamar Jackson? No, look, Jamar Jackson's not a. Uh, yeah, uh, he's top. I don't know, man. That dude. Uh, I got, I got Dak, Derek Carr, and Kyler Murray all in the same category. That's around that Hell thirteen range. Kyler Murray, get out. Kyler I Murray got the midget. He's at least top fifteen. Nah, yeah, I got, I got saying. Kyler I got Murray them, bottom I got ten. Them in that, I got them in that ten, thirteen range. Think, yeah, I, I, Kyler Murray's bottom ten. I don't care what anybody says. That dude's bottom ten. Murray, Murray is mid. Murray's mid. Right? I don't even have a mid. I have a bottom ten. I got them got in the Joey same. Burrow. I got them. I got them in the same category, bro. Kyler Murray has the worst head coach. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Allen, Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Allen. Not Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> Justin Allen. Herbert, Lamar Jackson. See, your list, your list dies off after you don't name Patrick Mahomes number one. That's the problem. No, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, Joey Burrow is QB1, man. No, Best quarterback in the field. He's not. Could you, Could you imagine if Patrick Mahomes had T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and uh, oh my goodness. I'll they still wouldn't win any rings. Tyler Boyd. Still wouldn't Boy. win any rings. And Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon. What do you mean? <laughs> Samaj Perine. <laughs> so let me Dude, ask you this. On. Y'all wouldn't take Dak Prescott. I wouldn't, no. I no, would. I, right I, now, I, yeah. see, see, my thing is, Matt, I would take Dak Prescott. And that's why I'm saying. He's not a top five, but I mean, I wouldn't take him top five, but he's top 13. Is he marginally Plus, better like, than Car- he's to me? To me, anybody who's in that top 13, 15, 13 range of quarterbacks, you can take them and be successful with them. Is Carson Wentz not in Dallas? No, that's not true at all. No, no. no. If you take him out of Dallas, hey, hey, man, you I take you, him out of that structure. Because you being real disrespectful to Dak Prescott, like he's not a good quarterback. You take him out of that Dallas structure. He is Carson Wentz, bro. He's still a good quarterback and a great leader. There's no way yeah. he's tripping right now. Carson Wentz. Uh, I told y'all. Finger. I told y'all he was in a mood. Carson Wentz. I told Wentz y'all that. Carson Wentz is on the back 17 half of quarterbacks, like the back 18. Like Carson Wentz and Kyler Murray are in the same same scheme. Yeah. There you go. I'm with you on that. Yeah. There you go. I'm I just kind of mid. So. I don't know. Man, y'all I think stop doing Kyler Murray like that. Kyler Murray is a good quarterback. No, Murray, no, he's he not like, right now. He's, no, not he's, not. Right now. he's in that no, upper he's half. 
No, so he's y'all not. telling me so y'all telling me right now, if you had to choose to start your franchise, who you taking? Baker Mayfield or, or Kyler Murray? Now hold on, let me ask you something. Hold on, hold on. Is this the before they came like? in the NFL? Is is this before they came in the NFL? Like if I had no, to choose this, no, this is right now, everything you know about them. Baker. I'm taking Baker because I'm not Baker. having a toddler play quarterback. <laughs> I just want to hey, tank, hey, dude. Hey, give I me, just give me, tank. I don't give me the either. toddler that can run a four three. Give me the damn toddler. Listen, listen, here's my thing, man. Kyler Kyler's he hasn't done anything. What what has yeah. he done to make him good? He had, Cliff, he had is Cliff Kingberry as a coach. Is, is, and he he plays more Madden than he does studies his playbook and watches film. The dude – and, 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 and Cliff Kingberry spend more time plucking his eyebrows than he do prepping the playbook. I mean, I wouldn't prep the playbook if my quarterback doesn't read it. What's the point of prepping it? Because he got to do something. He still got the athletic ability to go play. I'm just saying, man. You, can get, rid of, you can get rid of Cliff uh, – Cliff, and you can get rid of goddamn Kyler Murray. But to bring things back, to bring things back, I would have taken Dak. I would have taken Dak last year or the year before. Last year, last year, no, we need last year. Last year, definitely. Last year, definitely. Because hold on, last year, the first four games before he got hurt, dude was throwing over four hundred yards in each game. Matter two of fact, 500. I remember I said we was going to discuss about this before. So let me just back to Kellen Moore stuff. He had John Kitten as his quarterback coach. Back to Kellen uh, Moore. He schemed up so an look, offense to throw for over 400 yards and okay, had Cooper so, Rush winning games. So, so look, I'm going to tell you all this right here. Here goes my top ten. This was before anything happened during the season. Patrick Mahomes, number one. Josh Allen, number two. Aaron Rodgers, number three. Joe Burrow, number four. Justin Herbert, number five. Tom Brady, number six. Matthew Stafford, number seven. Russell Wilson, number eight. Lamar Jackson, number nine. Deshaun Watson, number ten. That was everybody who we thought were going to be what they were supposed to be in that order. That's a good list, though. That's a good list the last of the beginning yeah. of the year. I think it yeah. is. Okay, so now we go to 11 through 15. I had Dak Prescott, number 11. Derek Carr, number 12. Kyler Murray, number uh, 13. I had Matt Ryan, number 14. Ryan Tannehill, number 15. See, Dak and Derek go hand in hand. They're the same quarterback. That's I, that's what I said. That's what I said. I said that that eleven through thirteen. They're the same quarterback. They are not. Dak is Dak is beyond way beyond years of Derek Carr. Derek Carr's had one good season his whole career, unless he plays against us, and then so he was actually a superstar. No, Dak has had multiple good seasons. Well, see, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about their seasons as far as like as their success you know, as a Dak team. plays in the shitty ability to quarterback. Only good team in the NFC that's a real threat besides You're a San Francisco. Liar. What? You're a liar. You are smoking that shit. San Francisco. San Francisco. That mess you were talking about the other day, did you get some? No. San Francisco is the best team in the NFC, and then it's Philadelphia. And after that, no one cares. Doesn't matter. You're tripping. You're wild. You're tripping. Doesn't matter. You're tripping. Minnesota and Dallas will be You're tripping. I can say everyone. Minnesota garbage. Minnesota's pretenders. Minnesota's pretenders. I think they can turn it up. All the good teams are in the AFC this year. All of them. The Super Bowl champion will be an AFC team. So I don't hate that. But to say the NFC as a whole is trash. Dude, the whole division outside of San Francisco and Philadelphia, trash. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not even going to say that because I, I don't know, man. 
Green Dallas Bay. Ain't gonna win. Dallas ain't going to win. Green Bay is hot right now, too. If they can yeah. take it in. I, I don't know where they're sitting right now. They should be playing for the seventh seed, right? Yes. Aaron Rodgers doesn't win games. Matt hates Aaron Rodgers. Dude I shows. do hate Aaron Rodgers. I do hate Aaron Rodgers. But <laughs> no, I'm still saying right now, no Green Bay way. is hot. Green Bay is hot. And they're not hot because of Aaron Rodgers. They're hot because That's of Dylan, A.J. Dillon. They're hot because of Dylan. They're hot because of Aaron Jones. Them dudes are balling right now. They are. But I still don't think, <laughs> I don't think they can equivalent to any AFC team. The top every, four, oh, dude, the, the every top, AFC team is trash outside of the Kansas City. The top four AFC teams, in my opinion, are better teams top to bottom than any nope. NFC teams besides Philadelphia nope. and nope. San Francisco. Every single team besides Kansas City in the AFC has been inconsistent all year. Buffalo has been inconsistent. Miami has been inconsistent. The AFC South, we don't even want to talk I mean, about them. The NFL as a whole has been – like there hasn't really been a, a – Hey, Chad, uh, Chad, Chad says would you take um, – No, I would not. No. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. <laughs> don't give me nobody that's played in the NFL already. Nobody. To be completely, to be completely honest, there's only three teams in the NFL that are even. I mean, you could say if you're going off of your saying, and it's the Chiefs, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Eagles. That's it. Everyone else is nothing. I'm telling you, the teams in the AFC from top to bottom, I believe, are better Matt, than Matt, the Matt, NFC you don't trust the, Matt, you don't no. trust the Bengals? You don't? No, I don't trust the Bengals. Oh, dude, That's I think Cincinnati, Cincinnati kicked the shit out of Philadelphia. I absolutely believe that 110. percent Inconsistent. Inconsistent. Miami, inconsistent. All right, well, uh, let's get back to that that question. Baltimore, inconsistent. Hey, man, man, who who do you want as coach, and who do you think we get as coach? Harbaugh is my first choice, Um, but I don't think Harbaugh is leaving, and I don't think we'll get him. I don't. So Um, who do you you think we get? I'm going to say either Ken Dorsey or D'Amico Ryan's. Damn, Ken Dorsey love. What about you, Trev? Who's the coach yeah, I mean, of TCU? Who do you think we get? Sonny Dykes, back Sonny on Dykes. one year. He, he just, th- this is his first year in TCU. I was say, it's his first year down there, and there's no shot. But yeah. I just want to say this, man. In a couple of years, someone's going to hire that man because every player he has on his roster is not a top prospect or top anything until this year. Yeah, yeah but how many of those kids are his versus the Gary Patterson? A lot of those are Gary Patterson, but Gary Patterson didn't get shit out of them. That's what I'm saying. Can, That's what I'm saying. Can, all these all these players that he coached this year were here last year. I mean, Duggan came in as a backup. All these other guys yeah. weren't top players. They weren't expected to do anything, and they're all the top players in in, in college football this year. So, yeah, If Tony Dyke can recruit like he did at SMU at TCU, oh, TCU no, he already or He already did. He's getting a shit ton of transfers already. You got two yeah. Bama transfers already. He's got, yeah. he's got, like, got he's three got of like, them. TCU like ain't four, going anywhere. He got like four Florida transfers. Right. If he can continue to recruit well, he'll be at TCU for life. And that that quarterback that was supposed to start over Max Duggan is a flat out G. I'm telling you, he might be better. I'm not playing. That's uh, y'all know Chad Morris. That's his son. Chad Morris's son, old I think Arkansas coach. I think he's the coach over at Allen now. Yeah, Allen High School in Texas. That's his son Chandler. He's a he's a dog, and he literally torched Baylor in his first start in college football. For 500 yards. So why is he not starting? Speaking, speaking of Allen hurt. High School, did you ever see that stadium? That thing is. He got hurt, I, Zach. That's why. That's why Duggan got the start. Bro, y'all got to ran with it. That's that's Texas football right there. Man. Hey, y'all got to Google Allen. Uh, Allen. Uh, 
Allen Allen High School Stadium, bro. That thing is the nicest high school stadium in the nation. <laughs> like, it, that thing is beautiful. Is it as big as Jerry World? It's the biggest high school stadium in America, I'm pretty sure. Yes, it is. It's huge. Yeah. And I remember driving past it one day. I was like, I don't know what this is. And then what I saw college it. Over here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I was I was looking at houses over there. I was trying to move to Allen because Allen's only like 10 minutes from me. And I was trying to move there because that town's real nice. It's a gorgeous town. Probably the best town in yeah. this area. And that stadium is just huge, bro. Huge. It's like, what well, do diversity plays here? Bro, yes. Because I thought McKinney's ISD Stadium was big. And Tennessee? no. McKinney's is huge. But Allen's is, is bigger. Allen's yes, is bigger. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> McKinney, was, McKinney was the biggest yeah. in the nation. And then Allen, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my bro. I, I want to go to an Allen game next year just because I want to I experience that. Isn't that where the, the toddler's from, Kyler Murray? Yes, it he is. He never lost a game. Kyler Murray's never lost a game in the state of Texas. In 46 and or whatever it was. Life. I thought he lost that game in Texas last year. Mm, no, they won. They beat the Cowboys. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's just my bottom tier quarterback that's just <laughs> beating, beating the top five Dak Prescott there. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, do they, yeah, do they uh, play on the field? Do they play on the field at the same time? Yeah, they do. Do they? Oh, okay. That's new. Yeah, yeah. That's new. <laughs> Kyler's right. actually Kyler's on record as being the shortest safety to ever play. I actually, yeah. I actually, but I will say I hate that when when people say you know the Peyton it's Manning versus Tom Brady. Yeah, I hate quarterback versus quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It's like bro, it's Manning that. versus Belichick's defense. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah imagine Brady hey. playing those defenses. The Super Bowl was the only time it made sense when when they said Peyton Manning versus Brian Urlacher. That was the only time yeah. that shit made sense. I was like, okay, Belichick. Do you think he gets let go and there's a possibility he comes to Indy to stick it to Kraft? No. 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 I think if Bill Pelichick leaves New England, he retires. I think I think Jim Ursay is so petty and Chris Ballard is so petty that they're not going to bring anyone from New England over here. That would be fucking dumb. If he's available, you call that man up. Uh, well, here's yes, my thing. Well, here's my thing. What has no, Bill Belichick truly done none, since Tom Brady left? Nothing. True. Nothing. Yeah. We're going to have I, 10 coaches in this house and have none of them with position names. So you're just yeah. going to be a coach. You're going to be a coach. You're going to be a coach. You're a defensive coordinator, by the way, but you're going to call offensive plays. Get out of <laughs> yeah. here with that garbage. Yeah, everybody kept saying, we, we'll give Bill Belichick the, the benefit of the doubt because he's X, Y, Z. I'm like, bro, that, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. I don't want to hear it, bro. Now, wait. No, I, I want to backtrack a little bit because this man has Mac Jones as his quarterback and has still been competitive since Brady left. They're still in the playoff picture. Like, like that's they shouldn't be. They, that's they should suck they right top, now. That's only because they got a top-tier defense. That's what I'm saying. And that's that's all Belichick schemes. That's all his shit right there. And that's why they're still competitive. So I, I can't just be like, oh, he hasn't done shit without Brady. I mean, yeah, they haven't won he anything. But, he hasn't. but they're still I mean, competitive. That's more I than mean, we could say. I mean, they're in the AFC. Well, that's, East. well, that's because they got a quarterback. They're in the, the AFC. AFC East. East. Every team is competitive right now. Mm. Every team was in the playoffs. No, because, because it's the AFC. That's because, that's because they got a quarterback. You get yeah, they a are. Young quarter, you get a young quarterback, regardless of if he's average or not. You will have some type of competitive juices on your team. Like we don't have that. Not like, necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely is. I'm telling you. Look at Kenny Pickett from the start of the season. He was playing garbage after he when he first started coming on. After their bye week, the guy has been playing very well. If you look at any okay, coach yeah. that's mobile and a, and a coach can adjust to what they do, they become competitive and the team can learn can rally around that young quarterback playing if they have some type of flow the, to the game. Yeah, th- this season that's been true. I just mean in general, like generally speaking, that having a young quarterback doesn't always mean you'll be competitive. I mean, there's 
countless freaking busts that, that have shown up and just yeah. done absolutely nothing. But that's why I said average. They got to be average. You can't. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I can can't. agree with that. Yeah. You can't, you can't do it with a guy who's just fucking garbage. I want mean, to, I want to comment on what Troy said. He said Harbaugh will leave if he gets suspended. I did read an article about that. Uh, whatever they're being investigated for. Um, I think it's tampering. They, 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 they do tampering. A lot of people think that Harbaugh will leave Michigan because of oh, the I investigation. I didn't even answer my coach um, thing. Oh, okay. You go ahead. I forgot about that. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, the coach's dream for, I mean, a coach-quarterback combination dream for all of us is going to be uh, Harbaugh and Shroud. Um, I, feel like, I feel like our reality is going to be Will Levis and Leslie Frazier. That's what, that's our reality. Bro, I don't want Leslie Frazier. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like that's what our reality is gonna end up being, bro. I mean, bro, I mean, uh, Levis is bad enough, but I don't want Leslie. So Frazier. I don't, I don't hate. Le- He's not on the level of Stroud and Young, but he does have potential. He does have tools. So if we're looking I mean, at just getting a young quarterback that we can build up with the right coach, Levis can work. I'd rather See, have if, if we I've nail learned, coach Levis can work. I've learned I've learned to hate the word tools and and I, I understand. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I not, I'm not saying Levis. you. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying just from from what was it? Uh, two years ago with with Zach Wilson, Wilson and some of the other guys, they say this guy has all the tools and, and sure. he has the physical traits. I've learned to hate that word because of the fact that. It's like why isn't he um, doing it in college? Yeah, like it's like I want to, I want to, I want to comment on that because I agree. I, I agree with Demarco because the saying he has all the tools is twenty years past its time. I read a book when I was studying, um, you know, for certificates for scouting and things like that. I was reading all these different types of books, and all of the books said that no no scout utilizes those words anymore no scout in 2022 or 2023 is going to say this guy has all the tools because it's no longer about how big they are what they weigh how high they jump or how fast they run anymore that's that's all the combine used to be because that's all scouts cared about that's all gms cared about but nowadays it's more about what they're doing with their feet what they're doing with their head what they're doing with their hands are they smart can can, can can yeah can can a wide receiver read a corner and what he's supposed to be playing by where he's standing on the field you know like it's so much more than just having the tools anymore even especially at quarterback it's yeah. starting to come especially down to more mental mental intangibles versus yep. physical intangibles right hey, I'm with the thing too. the thing that I'll say this about Levis mentally it looks like at least in college but it translates. The thing was, is he has that he's going to get that Jordan Love stigma. Stupid good junior year, puts up incredible numbers. His numbers weren't even incredible. I understand that. I understand that. All of his talent leaves that he has around him, and he sucks again. So the comparison that I've seen a lot of is the 6'5 Baker Mayfield. That is Will Levis. And who wants that, though? I hope we don't. I hope like uh, I mean, that's don't what, touch that. Like, see, that's why. That's why. See, this is my thing. Like I've been watching Will Levis since he got beat out at Penn State mm-hmm, and right. transfers to Kentucky. You go look at his numbers. His numbers are not astronomical anywhere. No, nothing outside mind, outside of his his completion percentage, which is pretty good. That's what people that's are a, going nuts that's for. The one though. thing that you can't coach. But you I'm telling know you, why? No, I'm telling you. If you watch his film, 
He's throwing off his back foot. He's throwing right. incomplete passes. He's overthrowing receivers. He's doing things that just generates to the NFL. It just screams at you. He's going to throw hella pick sixes. It just, it just screams at you and tells you, like, I don't see. And then people say his talent left from Kentucky. But if you go look at the talent he had before in his junior year, every big game he plays, they get their ass kicked. Yeah. They don't look good. I mean, like, I just – I don't understand where people get just because a guy is 6'4", 215 or more, the, and has a big arm all of a the sudden. The Wondell Robinson effect. I mean, he had Wondell Robinson who would take the coverage off the defense and Will would be able to hit it deep. He still – I mean, they have a ton of tight ends in, in Kentucky that he uses well. And then, you know, on top of that, they go nuts for that completion percentage. That's really what it is. Is because it's like seventy one percent, and he plays in and he plays in in a pro style offense. I know we talked about it. Absolutely, Dan. But I don't mean anything. Absolutely, Dan. Yeah, I agree. I I think Duggan is is far better than Levis. Yeah. But Duggan won't get the love right that, that Levis will. If we're going to raise the accuracy, then C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young should be the two that everybody's trying to trade for. Yeah. I think they are, too. I, I don't then, think Levis belongs in this discussion. My, and and just to clarify, I'm not on the Levis train at all. Like I, yeah. I'm with you guys. I just think with the proper coaching, he can be something in the NFL, but it's yeah, no. getting that right. I agree. Yeah, no, I definitely... just think he, he doesn't have a high ceiling. You know, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young have – Franchise changing ceilings. I think Will Levis is Jared Goff. Yes, that's a could good be. comparison. Yeah, I, I could see that. That's a good comparison. He's he's more athletic. And for, and for so the right team, it could work. So, but. so see how you said you said he's Jared Goff because of his athleticism. Everybody wants to say Josh Allen, and I don't yeah. get it. Size wise, sure, it. he's six five. Josh but, Allen's just a freak, though. But that's arm accuracy, but arm accuracy and stuff. He's Jared Goff. Like he's Jared Goff, high end Jared Goff. Because there's only one Josh Allen. And some say uh, Jared Goff and uh, Matt Stafford, too. Yeah, I could see either of them. more of Josh Rosen. <laughs> Ooh, hot tub Josh Rosen? Or like out the league Josh Rosen. I'm on a practice squad. Not, nine mistakes Josh ahead Rosen. of him, Josh Rosen. No, no, yeah. yeah. Nine mistakes ahead of him, Josh Rosen. <laughs> yeah. That, that's exactly what it is. Fair enough. Dougie, Duggan might get that Andy Dalton treatment. That's the he thing is. that worries me. He everyone, is. everyone keeps making that comparison. They keep saying he's Andy I mean, Dalton 2.0. But yo, you guys got to remember, here's my thing. I would take Andy Dalton 15 years ago. Dalton was a stud for like seven Dalton. years. Yes. Yeah, but no, but see, to me, to me, Duggan is a more athletic and more complete version of a Taylor Heineke to me. He's a spark for your team. He's a gamer. He's a guy that teammates would love, and he's an upgraded version of him. I think he's better than Taylor Heineke. I think, I think he's another, a guy that can mold your team. He's a, a small breath he's, he's a better Gardner Minshew. Because players would play for Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew plays with that heart. You're talking about the Jacksonville <laughs> Minshew, not this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jacksonville yeah. Minshew. Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville yeah. Minshew. Not that, not not this Philadelphia crap. Yeah. We got another one from uh Troy. Here. That's a long one here. Let me pull it I'm up. not sure how good he will be, but a good friend of mine's son is in this year's draft. He broke an all-time TD record for all levels, D1, D2, D3. He just got invited to the combine this week. Could be a late sleeper pick um, for someone. His name is Troy or Tyson. Tyson Bagent. Just a good story. I don't know if I've heard This dude's numbers are crazy. 
I'm looking at it right now. In 2021, he threw for 5,000 yards, 53 touchdowns, and rushed for three. What level did he play in? Where did he I, go? I'm looking at it right now. He's like... D1, D2, and D3. I, yeah. I think he's a D2 guy. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. What school? That's what um, I'm looking at right now. I think he's probably transferred. Shepherd University? Oh, well, he's a D2? I worry about the quality of the competition. He yeah, he's a, yeah, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be like. Uh, he, he'd, be a, he, he'd be a, he'd be a seventh round or undrafted guy that comes. But practice I think he could be yeah. good enough to get on a practice. Squad. Well, no, but no, that, I mean know that's what? super impressive. You know what? Like, you know what? Nope. Go back to that Zach Wilson pro day where he does the play action, throws back true. across the body, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" If this guy's at the combine, he's making some big throws. He could easily slide. I mean. Who knows? This dude could be the next Tom Brady. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I know what he's going to be because that would be dumb of me. Like, I don't know the guy. So who knows what he is. But hopefully he gets drafted. Good for him. Yeah, shout out to your uh, your friend's son. Good luck to him. Wish him the best. I hope he doesn't get any misinformation. Just like um, my guy, my guy from Nevada here. Uh, Carson Strong last year, he was told he was going to be a second or third round pick, and he went undrafted. So he has no knees. So I would say, uh, good luck to your guy. Dude had no knees, huh? I love Carson Strong coming out, but he has no knees. Bunch of medical history. Oh yeah. Trev had to get, uh, get out of here, guys. So uh, say. Thanks for him to being on. It was great to have him on tonight. It was good to have the whole crew in here. The Trev had to hop off, but yeah, um, good luck to your guy, your 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 friend's son, and hopefully he doesn't get misinformation. And and hey, man, I wish he, I hope he uh, gets to fulfill his dream and, and make it to the league. Period. So, good luck to. Not farther than any of us will. I mean, I wish I ever got invited to a combine. He's actually going. Exactly. That's impressive in itself. So I mean, even an All American game, shit for us. Hell yeah. Good to see your name out there. Speaking of that, are you guys excited to see like the Pro Bowl or the uh, All American Bowl and the Senior Bowl and you know the I just watched uh, I just watched All American All American the HBCU Pro Bowl and everything that they're doing this year for guys coming out the league. Like this is my favorite time of the year just to watch all these. Are you watching? Are you watching just uh, college, or did you watch high school? Yeah, I'm just watching college. Like high school, there's so much that you can't keep up with it. I was Florida had a big day today. Florida had a pretty big day today. I saw. Yeah, yeah, we got that UT. We got that boy Cam Jones. Got another big left tackle. That boy is six eight, three hundred and thirty pounds. Jesus, (laughs) (laughs) that dude's a mammoth. (laughs) I'm excited though. I mean, if there's any, you know, to all our fans watching. Definitely pay attention to that to those bowls because you're going to see one to two guys that Chris Ballard's going to take in one right. of the bowl games. A hundred percent. I think I, I I'd be a betting man that he's done it every year, uh, every single year. Or it took three or four, five, six of them as, as UDFA's. After the, you know, the cool thing is, I think if we get a new coach, and depending on where we pick, I don't know if they let the number one team and the number two teams end up picking, but if we get a new coach and coaching staff, we could. The Colts could actually end up coaching the Senior Bowl, their staffs. So it could be we get an inside look at inside access if, depending on where we fall, if we get the top two seeds or not. Quarterback-wise, who's who's going to be playing these bowls? Have, have a good night, Troy. Duggan. 
I figured Duggan, maybe like a Stetson Bennett. It's usually like those fourth, fifth yeah. seniors that play those yeah. kind of games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah, I'm I not. Uh, I hate that they put the, the damn the damn uh the, the the championship game on Monday. I hate that they did that, but I look forward. You know, to that. did y'all? I don't know if y'all have gone back. I've watched the highlights in that game like probably thirty times this week. The, those uh, two uh, Ohio the, State versus Georgia game. No, uh, TCU Michigan. That was that was that that's that was actually a classic game. Honestly, oh, yeah. that that's that's a classic game. It it wasn't as close maybe at times as the Ohio guys, State Georgia game, but I think it was better. You guys feel like that one that that uh, one that they called a um, down at the one uh, was a touchdown. The one that no, Michigan was short. No, he was short. He was short. He was short. The the bull crap call was that targeting call when Michigan was losing. And they threw that flag just to you yeah. know prolong Last the game. Effort. Yeah, that effort was not targeting. Like, no. well, they have to review it because supposedly the reason they throw all those targeting calls is um, they call the targeting and it's trying to teach them for the NFL about leading with the helmet and stuff like that. And that's why they eject them so quickly and throw that flag to review. They're trying to coach it out of the game in college. Duggan didn't even have his best game, but he had two throws in that game. Both touchdowns. The one to Quentin Johnston, bull rush. I still feel like that guy, I just like the way he plays, like, in those games that are, like, on the line, you know? I think that's when – I feel like that's when Duggan is just – He plays he's, his he's, 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 a, he's a dude. I mean, he's like, when you know you got your back against the wall, you know, some people like to go out turn, swinging, turn it in. Yeah, he, he's a guy that, you know, they're not going to be done. That's why, uh, and you know, and, and to kind of bring it all together, um, like that's that was truthfully my only complaint about Stroud until I watched the Georgia Ohio State game because his his stats are great, but I've never seen him backed up against the wall like Duggan has and pull his team out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, with Quentin Johnson out all season, pretty much. You know, um, that's the first um, game that Stroud has ever played like that because usually I loved he's. It. He's strictly from a pocket type of guy. And I've seen I me. Mean, yeah. I live in Big Ten country, so I see Ohio State every week. That's what everybody kept saying. Yeah. And he, I, kept saying I, I, I knew that he could do that. He he literally only uses his feet to, to throw, which McNabb did that a lot. Like McNabb learned to do that at the pro level, and Stroud does that at the, the, the college level. But I, like, I've never seen him run. He ran like more times. Yo, in that in that game versus Georgia, then he has that I've seen him move like that because I mean, if he does that at the next level, it's dangerous. Yeah, we got we got a couple things in here from uh, Dan Knight. The first one was, uh, I think the Pro Bowl will be a joke this year. I actually kind of like it. It's going to be a flag football. Hopefully, the guys play harder. Um, Chad said, uh, shout out to Demar Hamlin. Shout out to him. We all praying for him. Glad he's gotten better. Hopefully he gets out of the hospital soon. And then Dan Knight also says, uh, would you like to keep any of the position coaches? Of course, depends on head coach. That's Bradley. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen any of the social media posts that we posted in, um, uh, the our, on our, uh, yeah. Um, inside of the groups, um, or from the podcast group. Uh, or on Instagram or Twitter, any of those, but I made a post about it. And um, Reggie Wayne said he would like to return. Um, Gus Bradley said he would like to return, depending on the head coach. And I would like to keep both of those. I know some Colts fans were disagreeing there. I did not argue with any of the disagreements, though. I, I'm 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 kind of over arguing opinionated stuff just because we're not all going to have the same opinion as far as the social media pages go. Um, 
but I would like to keep Reggie Wayne. I'd like to keep uh, Gus Bradley. I think if we had a more competent offense, I think our, our team and season would look a lot yeah. different. And then uh, Chad also just threw out there, Jeff Saturday is O-line coach. I, honestly, Montgomery. Don't know, I don't know if Jeff would want to stay. So <laughs> I'd like to use Scotty Montgomery. I, I like him. Yeah. I, I think that he's. I, I think that he helped think, JT take a step in, I the, think, in a pro level. I think this might be the year Scotty leaves himself. Yeah. Hey, got me on the big screen. That's <laughs> messing with some stuff. <laughs> messing with some stuff. Um, um, the one yes. coach who. Oh, good lord! The one coach that um, I really don't want to see leave, like, is our get the gourd, Matt. Get me out of here. Ugh. Ugh. That guy's good. <laughs> is Bubba Vatron what he's done with the special teams unit? I mean, that's outstanding. I think that Reggie Wayne staying is probably more of more doable than Gus Bradley staying, just because you know Reggie Wayne is one of the best players in franchise history. So I feel like a coach is going to be like, oh well, he he's a franchise player and he wants to. Wants to stay. What's going on? What in the world? So there's that. And then I also think that um, I would like to keep Gus Bradley, but I truly believe that's a wild card in itself. I want to, I want to, I want to answer this. Chad says I can see Bubba being next head coach. And I want to, I want to answer this because I want to, from my understanding, the way it works, special teams is kind of like a, a step foot into an NFL team. It's not necessarily like, you're a special team specialist, if that makes sense. Um, when most coaches get hired in organizations, the first place they go is special teams or they go to a position group. So I could see him moving to maybe offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator before he moves to head coach. I don't think there's any head coach that's ever came straight from special teams What's, uh, over uh, to head coach. Harbaugh did. John Harbaugh did. Didn't have the Texans, uh, Nick Culley. <laughs> Wasn't he the Baltimore special? It's rare. Pretty sure. I will say it's very sure. rare. Yeah. That's something like What's, that. What's, um, do you know Bubba's, uh, background? Is his offense or defense? I don't know. I'll, I'll look. He was a special but... teamer. He was a jammer for the Patriots, is what he was. He was a special teamer for the Patriots. Um, he was one of Bill Belichick's, like, favorite players ever. I'm about to, I'm about to but look. here's my thing, though. Here's my thing, and, and this is my argument. If we end up getting a guy like D'Amico or if we go someone like Bubba, we have got to run the table when it comes to offensive staff and defensive staff as well, making it a complete continuity. Because in all reality, unless you get a guy like Harbaugh, your, your head coach is not going to be, we hope, running the whole show. He's going to be the positive, the speaker, the main guy, and you're going to depend on that offensive and defensive staff to step up. And, uh, and call most out of shots. So I'm not against someone like Bubba stepping in. Uh, do I think is realistic and what we need? No. Uh, but energy wise, I think he'd be a pretty cool coach, man. If, if of course, we hired a corresponding staff. For sure, man. So, yeah, that's where we're at with that stuff, guys. Um, Zach just had to get out of here. And uh, so, yeah, we, we would, we'd like to see, of course, a few changes. I think all of our, uh, Number one would be Harbaugh and Stroud. Um, unfortunately, we got we got one game left to go in this tumultuous season for our Colts. Um, 
But like I said about before the Cowboys game, take your feelings out of the game tomorrow. No uh, hope, you know, our, our future should still be bright. As long as we stay away from veteran quarterbacks, we'll have a new head coach. We'll see a lot of turnover. We appreciate you guys for all tuning in tonight. So quick announcements before we leave. All right. So down at the bottom of the right part of the screen, you can see our our new uh, where we put all of our content. So we're always streaming live on Facebook. Uh, we stream live on Twitter um, and YouTube. Uh, I didn't put the YouTube up there. I think that's the one that I forgot. Uh, but we also have Instagram, Twitter. We're also post now on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Uh, Apple podcast is something that we were able to figure out during our break when we took our break. So you can follow us on any of those. Uh, if you don't miss, if you miss the show or you got friends that want to listen to it and they weren't able to listen to it, all of our episodes are loaded on Spotify and Apple podcasts, and you can watch the video stream on YouTube. Um, moving forward, uh, since tomorrow is our last game of the season, uh, we are going to start shifting a little bit to be a more of a, NFL focused podcast as time goes on. So next week we will most likely start hitting up on uh, playoff predictions, things like that, Super Bowl predictions. So be prepared for that. That'll be fun. Uh, but again, we appreciate everybody coming out. Make sure you like, follow, share, uh, and then we'll see you all next week. Uh, go Houston. Go Houston. (laughs) (laughs) All right, later, guys. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown. Touchdown. Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. 2 yard grab over the shoulder snag